Welcome to episode number 93 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so excited that you're here. So it's been a while, I feel like, team, since we had a coffee chat. So I'm really glad to be back here, and uh, I wanted to talk with you about some end-of-the-year things that I think will be useful for you, regardless of whether or not you're in business or you're starting a side hustle or you know, you're just thinking about your next steps. I think, uh, the end of the year is always a really nice time to, um, take a pause and reevaluate and take stock. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I also feel like it's been a minute since I had some time. I've had so many amazing people on the podcast. I have so many people in the queue still for you who I've interviewed, who are doing amazing things as nurses, and they'll be coming onto the podcast. By the way, if you know somebody you think would be a great fit, you think I should highlight, reach out to me and let me know. All I have to do is send an email, you know, find me on social, Ann Conkley, CNM, um, or send me an email at Ann at AnnConkleyCNM.com. And let me know, we've got a... Um, We've got just amazing humans that we're bringing onto the podcast, and it's a pleasure to, you know, have a platform to be able to showcase and highlight the incredible work that so many of you are doing. And uh, I'm just, you know, glad that I get the the sheer part and sheer enjoyment of being able to to um, create that for you. So, um, so, um, but let's talk about kind of what's been going on behind the scenes. So it's been a very busy fall. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I've talked about this. I opened a private practice late summer of this year. And since then it has been really go, go, go. Um, I just finished up a postgraduate certificate, uh, at Case Western Reserve University. I'm really excited. I got an A, which, you know, for my achiever, you know, gets really excited. I mean, I don't know about you. I have to admit though, it's kind of funny. My kids just got their first quarter grades a couple of weeks ago. And like they are, they don't have the same, I don't think we've created the same hype or need for achievement around grades. And my kids are both good students. So it just isn't maybe as big of a deal. I was never a good student when I was younger. I really struggled to understand how to study and really struggled until I got into probably my freshman year of college and um, and was forced in organic chemistry um, it, I was literally forced because I was like, I need to figure out how to study because otherwise I'm going to end up with, you know, a C rather than a B. And so, you know, really put a flame under my ass to just figure shit out. But it took me a long time. So maybe it's just that I look at grades and I put some weight on them and I think they're great. I'm also an achiever. And, you know, I'm also got this little bit of perfectionist, uh, you know, tendency in me sometimes, if you know, if you know, you know. And so, um, so I was really excited. I, you know, but like the kids don't have that. I don't know about your kids or like the people in your neighborhood or your nieces, nephews, you know, I don't know the kids, my kids are just like, whatever, mom, like I got all A's great. Like woohoo, you know, which I think is funny. So anyways, um, so this semester I decided to go back to do a postgraduate certificate. Um, I wanted to go to, um, case I'm an alumna there because I did my MBA there. I've also been a preceptor there for many years uh, here in Cleveland, and um, and I, it felt like the right fit for me. Plus, I also knew the program director of the Midwifery and Women's Health uh, program, and so I reached out to her and said, hey, you know, I was uh, certified and licensed as a women's health nurse practitioner 
back in the day. And I took, you know, I did all my program training and everything. Um, I let my license lapse back in 2011. NCC at that time, you, maybe some of you who are WHMPs, you'll remember this. NCC was transitioning. And so they were going from a essentially like, um, you know, like just submit your proof of continuing education credits to uh, NCC in order to get um, recertified. And they moved from that to this learning cycle. And, you know, it was like based on you know, where you were, your strengths and your weaknesses. And I was just like, that shit sounds terrible. Like I'm, and at that point I was working in a full scope midwifery position and I felt like I just didn't need to pay the extra money to keep up the WHMP, blah, blah, blah. Well, lo and behold, you know, I, when I left clinical practice in, that was somewhat short-sighted and it's funny cause I did the dual program when I first got, you know, was in school kept it up for those first three years. And then after that, I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't necessarily need it right now. Well, lesson learned. So when I left clinical practice in 2019, I felt like it was a something that I regretted doing, letting it lapse. So I went to NCC, looked up the rules. You have to, if you've not uh, held the um, certification, has not been active for eight years, and you need to either, um, you need to retake the program right? And I was like, oh, hell, this is terrible. So so anyway, so I reached out to the program director at Case and said, would you be willing to come up with you know, a curriculum that you think I could do in order to remediate and review the WHMP format so that I was prepared for the test? And she said, absolutely. So um, I did a two-credit hour independent study, and I was able to um, create essentially my own learning pathway for you know getting ready for the WHMP exam. So I finished up that course um, right before we went to Mexico for um, Thanksgiving, and um, you know wrote a couple of short papers or several short papers, and then wrote a end project, which ended up being a book that I now give out to my clients in my um, uh, HRT and, and weight loss practice. It's called How to Create Fo- Freedom Around Food for Good. And um, it's a lot of the techniques that I've been taught, a lot of the things that I've used on my own journey to maintain my weight, to cut out gluten, dairy, soy, you know, really um, feel like I've changed my relationship with food. And I have vastly, uh, you know, over the years. So I wanted to put it together in a book and that was my final project. And the book's now about 40 pages and, you know, it's a great resource for all of my clients who are, um, you know, my patients in the weight loss practice. And then also it's something that um, I think we've made available to the people in our, um, we definitely made available to the coach training people and whether or not we put it in the vault for nurses living the, the good life. I think we did that too. So, but it's available. It's now an asset in my business, which is great. So, um, and now the next step will be, um, the grades have been posted and, uh, my next step will be to, um, set up a time and date for the WHMP exam. I've also, I also knew that I was interested in doing, uh, becoming, uh, uh, the menopause society doing their certification practitioner certification exam. And so I figured if I was going to go back to school, and I might as well get it done and study for both the next NAMS certification exams in June of 2024. And so I'm working with a couple of uh, other WHMPs and midwives and FNPs in there too, who are also getting ready to study for that exam. And so, so we've got a study group going. So it's a, it's, you know, I'm like back in the school mode and I figure I might as well just capitalize on it. 
the one reason though, I have to admit, I've had this conversation with several people because many of you have said, why did you go back to like, why would you ever go back to school? Well, it's very simple in that the, um, the issue around malpractice is that my malpractice on a yearly basis is around seven grand. And if you are a private practice owner, you will probably gasp on that because it is high for a, a solo practitioner, solo provider, solo employee. Um, and so the um, shame of malpractice in the world of obstetrics is that it tends to be exorbitant and much higher than all of the other disciplines, or at least on par with some of the other, um, you know, high um, acuity and and high highly litigious, uh, you know, areas of of healthcare medicine. So, um, so I just decided, you know, if two credit hours a case was going to cost me five grand, and my malpractice is about seven grand a year. Um, and I will also say too, there are several, there are not many malpractice, uh, insurance providers for midwives. Um, there are not a ton of them who do outpatient only. And so even finding a, um, a policy was not easy. So, um, so I just knew I wanted to, you know, kind of move away with that. Some of you too also know some of the drama that's gone on in the American college of nurse midwives and, and I think too, for me personally, you know, I've lived the life of a midwife and, and loved it and, 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 and gr- very grateful for my entire career as a certified nurse midwife. And I think it's, I've come to a point where I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to reclaim being a nurse practitioner and, um, and, and go forward with that, with that title, uh, and, and maybe, you know, close the chapter on, on my midwifery career. Now, whether or not I actually give up the license or the certification, that's a whole nother the difference, right? Because, you know, uh, fool me once, you know, never to be fooled again, right? So so we'll, we'll see. But I, you know, from a professional standpoint, that feels like for me the next right step. Um, and uh, in addition, it is a very... Um, easy in my brain to make sure that, you know, from a financial standpoint, it really makes sense. So, so, and, uh, so the annual mid, uh, midwifery policy for me is about seven grand, um, for a typical NP malpractice policy, you're looking at maybe anywhere from a thousand to $2,000 a year. And so I figured if I'm going to pay a thousand dollars, let's say two grand a year, I'm going to dump five into a postgrad certificate. And that would be seven grand. So I'll break even at, you know, next year on this investment. And the other piece too of midwifery malpractice uh, rates is that they typically tend to go up. And what we've seen over the years is that malpractice as it climbs year over year, um, knowing full well that the you know, risk of litigation increases the longer you've been in practice. And so it drives a lot of midwives out of practice. I've seen that happen again and again and again. So I had a hunch about a year or two ago that, if I ever went back into clinical practice that it, I'd need to probably do something. I just wasn't at a readiness stage to, you know, is building the business and, and not quite ready to, you know, take on the, uh, onus of going back to school and, and figuring all that shit out. So, so this, uh, you know, this felt like the right time. Um, and it was, and you know how, when you make decisions from a place like that, where you trust your gut and you, you know, look at the data and you minimize the drama and you make a decision from, you know, that kind of a space, how easy it is to make decisions. And so, so I did my course and, um, uh, and feel really good about the progress that I've made. Um, so, so I'm studying now for boards. I don't know. I'll do that at some point in the next couple of months, um, probably next month, I think, and share when I've passed. Cause that's just, you know, around the corner as well, which is good. So, 
So it makes sense from a financial space, makes sense just from a personal space. And, um, and I'm excited too, I think to just, um, again, you know, move forward. It's, it's been the past couple of years I've been reinventing essentially, you know, who I am and what I do and, and my contributions. And just as much as I added life coach to, and business coach to my repertoire, you know, NP is another, another wave of that. Um, so, and I, I had a chuckle in that I put a post up over the weekend and, um, we are in this little segment, uh, segue a little bit into what we're talking about today, but I put a post up over the weekend just about some of the things that I've done. And I just wanted to highlight some of them for those of you who are, I don't know, maybe a little bit more uh, negative when you think about what's possible and where you could be in a year, two years, four to five years. I mean, I just want to put this in perspective for you because I, when I left clinical practice, I had no intention of coming back. And uh, I was heavily burnt out. I was, my health was not great. Um, And I really was in a shit mindset. Um, I, you know, I I had learned so much with becoming, you know, a coach, doing my first coaching program. But I was really burnt out and I needed, and and so much people pleasing and perfectionism um, had really taken its toll on me. And so... I knew I needed to reinvent kind of my health. I needed to reinvent, you know, how I felt in my body. I needed to reinvent professionally what I wanted to do and accomplish and where I wanted to invest my time. And I didn't have it all worked out back then, but I took a huge fucking leap of faith and, you know, and, and went out and started with step one, which is how we always do big, big things. We start with step one. And so but just to put it in perspective, I left clinical practice completely for four years. Four years. I left. I did. I became a life coach, which like, trust me, was a journey in and of itself to be a, to, to literally give up essentially. And I say that for lack of a better word. Um, you know, I, I still kept up my licensure and I've kept up doing my modules through AMCB and and all that, but like I, I left clinical practice I, and created this new identity for myself as a coach, a life coach, which sounds fucking preposterous. I have an MBA, I have an MSN, I have a postgrad certificate now, Jesus Christ. I've got like a million, a million, you know, letters behind that, like life coach? It just sounds like so trivial even. Even to me, sometimes I look at it now and I'm like, life coach? Oh my gosh you know, compared to the time I've invested and and the work that we do and the codes that I've run and the trips to the OR and riding the bed and like, I'm like, life coach? It just, it just seems different, you know? Now I can look at it and just kind of chuckle because I have such a, an appreciation for what's possible with coaching skills. But even when I look at that title of life coach, you know, it took me, it took me a while to really fully step into that and to, um, let go of, um, or to maybe even just reinvent kind of what it meant to midwife. Right. And it just took me time, but here's the thing. I left clinical practice for four years and I just fucking went back because I decided I was ready. So what has happened in those four, almost well, four and a half years now? Oh my gosh. Like, a crazy amount. 
I have worked with hundreds of NPs, CNMs, CRNAs. I've worked with physicians, registered dietitians, occupational therapists, physical therapists, psychotherapists. Uh, I, I mean, I have worked with many people in our healthcare sector. I have uh, reached over almost 23,000 of you on the podcast um, just by coming on here once a week for almost, you know, 100 episodes and just talking about shit, right? Like 23,000? That's crazy. Um, we've created a countless number of free trainings freebies, uh, you know, valuable downloads, uh, trainings that you can take for private practice in 30 days. We have created, uh, now three online courses. Um, we've created a program that had 75 ANCC credits available to you. We have created, um, multiple six figures in revenue. Uh, we've created, I have created, uh, so much value in Facebook groups. I, I go in there and share, you know, things that I'm working on. I share pieces of wisdom. I share advice when asked. I, um, you know, offer support. I like, I show up on Facebook all the time. Um, I have created ads. I've learned how to do digital marketing. I've learned how to incorporate automation into my business so that I don't have to always be selling and I don't have to, I can sit on the beach drinking a margarita in Mexico on Thanksgiving with my family and get a notification that I just made money. Like incredible. Okay. Like absolutely incredible. So, and and that's just the half of it. That's like, I opened a private practice. I uh, went back and did a post-grad certificate. I, um, I, I like, I, I look, and that's just on the professional side. I look at the stuff on the personal side that I've done. I'm at a point with my um, Synthroid and my, my Cytomel. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I have been on a journey over the past two to three years to try my best to resolve uh, my Hashimoto's thyroiditis. That was my goal. I've had mercury fillings removed. I've had four teeth, old crowns that were, um, two of which were abscessed. Uh, I've had those all removed. Um, I'm actually waiting as an 18 month process to have those, all those teeth pulled, um, to let that bone heal, to get a bone graft, to then get, uh, the bone graft prepped for a, um, uh, an implant. I, like I'm literally just actually just canceled the appointment, um, recently cause I was sick with, a, with a cold. Um, but, um, I'm waiting to get those implants put in. That will be the final step, you know, in making sure that my mouth is healed. I cut out gluten. I cut out dairy. I cut out soy. I went and used Isabella Wentz's um, book, The Hashimoto's Protocol. I've got my supplements, my glutathione, my um, uh, my N-acetylcysteine, like my probiotic. Like I, I have tried I'm managing my stress. Well, or you know, come on, trying to. I mean, you know, you know how that goes. I'm trying. I try. I walk every day. I've maintained my weight. I've improved my relationship with food. I no longer overeat. Um, I, and if I do, I rarely, rarely overeat. Um, I've started some HRT, which has been fucking incredible, uh, especially the Prometrium at night if you're having sleep issues. My God, Prometrium, what a, what a miracle, miracle hormone. Um, amazing. 
Um, still working on my estradiol patch and trying to kind of fine tune the dose that I need. But like I have literally improved my thyroid function so much so that I've gone from 125 mics of Synthroid all the way down to right now I'm at 50 and I just and um, have been on um, anywhere from five to 10 of Cytomel, not a ton, but I'm, I'm just bumped down to um, 10, uh, 10, from 10 to five of Cytomel based on my last lab results. And like, that's the shit that to me, right? Like to be able to do all of that over the course of a few years, like that to me is incredible, right? Like that's something that I can walk away from knowing exactly what to do. And, and even if I never get to the point, even if I get to the point where I still have antibody flares and, you know, I still, um, you know, the, the size and shape of my thyroid gland doesn't change. Like I'm okay with that. Just knowing that I've tried, I've done, I've exerted control where I could and tried everything that I could do within my control to make it happen feels incredible. Um, and so I look at all that and I think, you know, wow, a lot is possible in four years and there's no boundary that makes it impossible except for the ones you set in your brain right? Like you could actually leave clinical practice for four years, not think about it, not ever want to come back. And then one day your mind changes and you say, you know what? I think I'm ready. I want to do it. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do, I'm going to give the women I want to treat. I'm going to give them the opportunity to have the service I can't otherwise get in a convenient and affordable way. Right? And then, you know, maybe one day you see another course creator and, you know, you see that person making some money off of courses and you say, you know what, I'm going to take some of the things that we do and I'm going to put it into a course. And you go out there and you sell 10 or 11. I just checked. We have uh, Side Hustle School. It's our latest online course. It's $42. If you are in looking to start a side hustle, go buy the damn course. It's a fantastic course and it's priced like I mean, it's priced at an, an, an incredible price point. And we did that. We did that very particularly uh, because I wanted to make sure that it was available to you. And I lay out all the steps that you can take right now with no additional certifications, no additional training, no additional need for you know um, going out and getting more courses. No, it will teach you how to use exactly what you already have to make your first $2,000. So I think it's a pretty fucking good deal, right? Pay 42, learn how to make 2K, sign me up. Like, let's fucking go. So, right, like, so that course came out of the fact that, um, you know, many of you, if you know, are in the Side Hustles group. And um, we have, you know, probably at this point around 13,000 people in the Side Hustles group. It's been an incredible group. We have a lot of um, people who come on and post and, you know, are looking for some help, looking for ideas. We have people who are, you know, far along in their side hustles who give ideas. And I love that group. It's a great opportunity, I think, for those of you who are just dipping a toe in entrepreneurship and starting to think about what's possible if you, you know, went out and did something, you know, tried to make an, a few extra bucks. And I love the fact that we've done this around the holiday season because, like what better time? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we're, we're spending money on holiday gifts and we're, you know, doing things around the holiday season that we don't normally do outside of the holiday season. A few more dinners, you know, more gifts and, and, um, you know, nights out and plays and that kind of a thing. And so it's nice to have some extra cash flow, you know, this holiday season. Um, 
And so I think, you know, I think of those things and I think, wow, that's pretty incredible, right? To go out there and say, I'm just going to build a course and I saw somebody else do it. I'm going to build a course and, you know, I'm going to sell it. And for a long time, for those of you who are in the side hustles group, I didn't want to make a side hustles course because I just wanted to provide that content free and I wanted it to be available. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I want to put it all in one little program and I want to put a little, you know, red ribbon around it. And I want to literally take something that I'm seeing right now and I want to show people exactly how I've done it. And I want to walk them through it step by step with little to no drama. And so, right, to be able to just you know, be around and, and have those moments where you're like, I want to do this. It's incredible. And then to look at it and say, you know, not to have the fear of, well, but wait a minute, I had a side hustles group for, I've had that group for three years now, and I have never done an online course specifically for them, right? And just to be like, oh, it's time. I'm ready to do it now and to go out and do it and then to sell it. And then to create an email sequence, right? Like it's an incredible, it's an incredible thing. And so it's one of the things I think I've learned in business, which is this ability to, and I think it's, it's many of you can relate to this in clinical practice. If you don't yet have a business, it's just that, you know, you get, you get good by doing right. You build belief, you build confidence, you build experience, you build opportunity by doing, by taking messy, messy action right? Like when I started that side hustles group, I had no idea it would be 13,000 large at this point. Um, I had no idea. And if you're like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? I have a Facebook group called side hustles for APNs. If you're an advanced practice nurse, go and become a member of that. So we just do a lot of free content. Sometimes I do videos, I answer questions, um, and, you know, try to help people with, uh, you know, getting started in a side hustle. And now we have a, uh, complimentary course, which is 42 bucks called NP side hustle school. Um, and yeah, it's a great little, great little offer to help somebody, you know, a nurse practitioner get their first, make their first two grand. I love it. So, but like, what if, what if for you, you looked back and you said, you know, look at all the things that I've done and, you know, what if, what if you could just take a pause and notice that, you know, four years ago when I left clinical practice and I was so done with everything, I was ready to reinvent myself and bring on this new kind of phase of my career and, um, become a coach. Like I had no idea where I would be today. It's so much better. It's so much better than what I thought it would be. I had no, I had no idea how it would take me to get here. I had no idea how, um, I didn't know the, the path. I didn't, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. I just knew, I just knew I wanted it. I was interested and I was ready. And so I just went out and did it. And I didn't care about, you know, getting out of the clinical, uh, space. And my, it, for those of you who you'll probably remember that I've shared this story, when I was back in my old boss will laugh uh, if she listens to this, but when I was back in clinical practice, this was probably in 20, maybe 2015, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there, I sat down for an annual performance review and it was my boss and my director of midwifery. And then it was our department chair. And the meetings notoriously were like just chatting. Like it was nothing. There was nothing there about an annual review. And trust me, like I, I go into these annual reviews knowing clearly like I did my shit this year. Okay. So, 
save your bullshit for somebody else who's like less than 50th percentile because it's not me. Do you know what I mean? So I, so I remember I went into one and they said, where do you think you'll be in five years? And I said, not here. <laughs> and the words literally came out of my mouth before I could stop them. And I, I could not even, I could not even believe how blunt I was. And I think they were like, oh, and I said, yeah, I said, you know, I, I'm, I don't know where I will be, but it won't be here. And it's not to say, you know, I don't, I don't like it or appreciate it, but you know, I'm, I just, I, I'll, I'll be doing something different and sure as shit. I, you know, I am, but what was so poignant during that conversation was that my chair said to me, we'll never be relevant if you don't have a clinic, a door, a foot in the door clinically. And I, I'll never forget that because it really, um, for me, it created this a little bit of this, well, number one, fuck you, you know, if you ever have those moments, welcome. It's totally normal. Um, it was a little bit of a fuck you moment, but it was also kind of there, there in my mind there, it felt like there could be some truth to it. And I didn't like it because I just don't like being told what to do. And, and I don't like anybody else telling me what's possible for me rather than me deciding for myself, right? And that's all it was at the end of the day. It had nothing to do with him and pretty much everything to do with me. He can say all he wants. Um, you know, my, my concern is with my brain and what it does with that, right? What it makes it mean. And, and so for a long time, I really thought about that. Like, can you be, can you, could you prove, what if you proved him wrong? What if you proved our profession wrong? And I feel like I did that. I feel like I still do that to this day. You don't, for four years, I stepped out of the clinical role and I created a fuck ton of impact. I was relevant and created so much content and so many aha moments and wins and and support for all of my NPs and nurses and healthcare professionals in the form of being a coach. And I love that. So so look, if if we can agree that if just looking based on my experience that the past four to five years have been, um, and I say five because let's see, I left clinical practice in mid-2019. So, um, we're at the four and a half year mark. Okay. So let's just say four and a half years in, right. Of being a business owner. I now own two businesses and, you know, did I know where I would be, you know, four and a half years ago? Hell no. Had no idea. Um, if I look back, did I, and I showed myself all the results, right? All the results that I listed to you earlier, would it be, Am I surprised? And I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's incredible. Would I have known that from the, the get-go? Like you're going to have a podcast and 23,000 people will have listened to it. No, like that's crazy. And even just saying it sounds crazy. I can't even, it's hard for me to even wrap my brain around it, that there's people out there. And I have to chuckle too, because people say to me, I listened to your podcast and it was, it really helped me. I get clients who come to me and say, I listened to your podcast and I just knew I wanted to work with you. And so to me, I'm just like, here's little old me in Cleveland, Ohio, sitting here with a microphone talking shit, you know, F-bombs flying everywhere. And I, and, and that, that little conversation that I'm having pretty much with myself, that's of use to you. And so much so that, you know, you, you find solace in it, you find comfort, you find expertise, you find support. Um, and it, and it helps you in some way, shape or form that to me feels incredible. So, so what if we just agreed that 
you might not be able to plan where you would be in, say, five years from now. But what if we could agree that it could be fucking amazing? What if that, I mean, is it, if we could, if it's like, if that thought's like a dress, like in five years now, from now, I could leave clinical practice for four years, build a business, try a lot of things, help a lot of the people and, um, make money. I could, um, I could reinvent kind of like my impact and what I do and who I am. And I could reinvent my health and like, would you do it? Would that be for you? I mean, if you try on that dress of like that, that could be possible for you too. I don't know. How does that feel to you? Because I look back at it and I'm like, I don't think I ever knew any of this was possible. I think I had a sense that I'd be good at it and that I wouldn't give up because that's just my nature. I'm an achiever. It's my number one strength. Um, And so I knew I wasn't going to throw in the towel. But also, I had no proof it would, I'd create, I'd do anything useful. I had no proof I'd be relevant, but I went out and created it. So for you, I want and I hope that you take some time this end of year. You know, December is a great time to do this, to, to take stock, to do a recap, to ask yourself, you know, what has worked? Let me point my brain in the direction of the wins that I've had, the wins that I've created, and then let me point my brain in the in the the direction of the things that haven't worked, the things that I'm ready to get rid of, the things that you know we've if if you've been around this uh, uh, community long enough, you know we've changed offers, we've we have tried a million different things, and we have, and I'm I and that I I attribute that to my success, right? You want to talk about how to build a business? Well, go out and fail, go out and fail. If go out and try to do it a hundred times and fail 80 and win 20 and you've got a fucking business on your hands, right? Like we've gone out and Joey and between Joey and I, it, we have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and we have learned so much. It's one of the reasons that I put side hustle school together and sold it pretty quickly, which is incredible, right? Making some money already with the sales sequence, like, right? Cause look, I'm four and a half years into the business now. I know a lot of what works. And how to sell on an evergreen sequence, how to create a sales sequence that sells, that sells, how to create a landing page that sells. Although if you go to the side hustles landing page, that one's a little that we need to work on that one a little bit, but I needed to get something up just like in a pinch. Um, But like, right, like I can build a course. I can say very comfortably, I can build an online course in the beginning of the week and I can sell it by the end of the week and make money on it, which is, in my opinion, incredible. And the only way I get to do that, the only way that that's been possible for me is because I've built probably 15 courses at this point. And most of them have done decently. Some of them have done terribly. Some of them we never even put out to publish, right? The only reason I can do it and turn it around in a week and do it, do it well, because I've done it 15 times. I've failed 14 times, right? So I want you to just take a pause. I want you to look back. Take an exercise that you do for yourself that allows you to get a recap and notice too that your brain initially will be like, well, I didn't do shit. No, I know. Just let's just 
just give your brain a little compassion here because it will just be like, I didn't do anything. No, I, I know. That's just the default response. We don't make that mean shit about us. No, you, we just say like, okay, girl. All right. Okay. Now let's, let's dig in a little deeper. Let's get in there. And then I want you to start to, I want you to start to look at the data and not engage in the drama, but engage in the data. What's the data here? Did I do a course? Did I buy the course? Did I finish the course? Did I complete it? Did I get my CEUs done? Did I learn a new skill in the office? Did I um, increase my revenue this year? Did I hire somebody? Did I fire somebody? Did I um, set up an automation in my business that made it easier for me to have more time to myself rather than working in or on the business? Um, Did I create a team environment that really helped my patients or my practice? Did I build an online course? Did I sell an online course? If I didn't sell an online course, did I learn something? Cause sure as shit, I have there's if if I've made 15 courses and I may not have sold 15, but I can tell you I have learned from all 15. Right? You see what I'm saying here? You have your brain will just be like, but you didn't sell 15. You could have made a lot more money. Of course it's gonna say that. We just, with loving compassion, we're like, okay, brain, I get you. I see you. Let me give you a couple, a little cup of tea. I talk about this with my clients all the time. I'm like, you know, when judgment and shame and guilt come up, you know, or, um, uh, you know, all that negativity, you know, your job is just to, just to give your brain a little bit of, uh, some comfort and compassion and radical loving kindness to say, Hey, I get here have a cup of tea and a blankie. Come on, sit over here in this warm. I got you a little warm chair over here. Go ahead, have a seat. We don't need you today, but I'm glad you're here because you're a part of me, right? And so we just, so if we can just like look at it and be like, all right, first off, my brain's going to be like, we didn't do shit this year, which is total bullshit. Okay, let's put that in the in the corner with a blankie and a, you know, crumpet and you know, a little, or maybe if we don't want to, you know, soothe with food, would just, here's a blanket. I'm going to draw a hot bath for you. Okay. Have yourself a bath and, you know, uh, and I'm going to put a nice podcast on for you. Some good music. Okay. All right. You just go ahead there and take a moment for yourself. It's all right. Right. Like that, that radical compassion. And then, then we can come back and look at the data and be like, wait a minute. What did I do? What have I done? And for some of you that will look like, I got my kids to soccer practice, you know, every, um, every, you know, Tuesday I, um, you know, cut down eating out from five days a week to four days a week, or I, you know, maintain my sanity by walking every morning, or I, you know, got a dog and started to use my dog as a therapy dog, or I, took time for myself. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I went and got my nails done or maybe I invested in myself in some type of way. Or I did this really hard thing, you know? Maybe it's I got divorced and, you know, I I, I, I made some changes in my life with these relationships and I quit some shit that wasn't, that wasn't good for me and I'm out of it and I can see clearly now, right? Like I can see better. So I want you to be able, I hope you are able to, or that you are willing to take some time for yourself and to look at the data and the drama. And just again, notice that your brain initially off the bat will be like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Normal. 
nothing's gone wrong here. Now the next step is be like, okay, but what did we really do? Write it out. Don't let your brain skip over this point. Write it out and as evidence so that when your brain goes, but like, we didn't really do it. No, 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 no. We just redirect it right over here. Like, see this list? This is all the shit we did. Build a Google sheet. Like the things I did this year that I'm proud of, the things that worked for me this year, the things that didn't work, the things I want to do differently next year. It's a great time of the year to do that. Um, and you could do this once a month. You could do it once a year. I don't care, but just do it. Give your brain the luxury of being able to see all of the incredible things that you've done with your time, with your love, with your energy, with your effort, with your wisdom, with your experience, with, uh, you know, the, as the incredible human that you are. That's the moment that I hope that you have before the end of the year. So, so you got your homework. Okay. And if you are in, um, any of our programs, we're talking about this a little bit more, you know, end of the year planning and, and thinking through 2024 and, you know, what do we want it to be on the business side? And, um, so if you need some help, you know where I am. Um, I just wanted to put a plug out there last but not least for all of you business owners. If you are, you know, if you are the person who's growing, you are though maybe struggling a little bit from seeing all the good and from, you know, making your business be something that instead of dreading or causing burnout for you, that, um, you know, you want it to become a, a place where you have fun again, where it becomes a place that you enjoy, where it's, you know, you're engaging in less, dra- less drama, more data. You should probably come and join us for the, the NP Business Accelerator. We're going to start in uh, February in Miami Beach, and we have a two-day kickoff event. And, uh, and it's got six months of coaching built into this program, business coaching, um, for those of you who really want to bring the joy back to business and make more money, work less and increase and improve your automation in your business. Um, maybe get rid of some people, maybe hire on some people, um, but ultimately get to a place where you're using your business to live the good life, right? Um, so if that's of interest to you, all you got to do is go to npbusinessaccelerator.com, uh, and, uh, check it out. So, all right, team, it was so good to catch up with you. You know, I'm long winded, uh, and, uh, but I hope that this was useful to you. Um, and, uh, and that it provides you with, uh, one opportunity by the end of the year to consider what have I done? What have I created? Um, and you know, to give yourself the opportunity to celebrate everything incredible that you've done for yourself. Um, and hell you want to go back two years, three years, five years, your whole lifetime, write down your accomplishments. It's a wonderful exercise to do that. Most of us just don't do enough of, right. We're busy doing and building and growing and trying to be, you know, the next version and all that shit. And we sometimes miss out on the present moment. So, um, so, all right, I will talk to you next time. Take care.